and we're back with another episode of Pass It to Patrick. I'm your host, Patrick Casty. Welcome to the show today. We have a great show planned out. We have a lot of sports topics to get into. Um, so many different things I want to talk about today. Carson Wentz is on the Colts, and it's very exciting for him. I think it'll be good for his career. I think it will revitalize his career. LeBron James, we're going to talk uh, LeBron, Lakers, Anthony Davis. They played against the Nets. LeBron scored 35,000 career points. That is incredible. We have the Nets. Will they fizzle out in the NBA playoffs? Um, Get my thoughts on that. Also, J.J. Watt, where I think he'll land. So a lot of great topics to get into today. I want to start off with our first topic taking a chance, taking a chance on a player. That's the mantra of the NFL. They want to take chances on different players. If they've not been successful in the past, maybe they'll be successful on your team. Do you have the right personnel in place to make Carson Wentz successful? I think the Colts do. I think that's his best option at getting his career back on track. His numbers, the fall off for Carson Wentz was huge. I mean, the all the steps that he took backwards. Um, I couldn't believe it, what I was seeing last year. Um, the Eagles, they lost on this deal. And you know what? They had no way out of this deal without losing. Because Carson Wentz, for as great as he is, the Eagles wanted apparently what you know Matthew Stafford was worth or Deshaun Watson was worth. Well, no, because Carson Wentz took such a big step backwards. And they had to take... Um, a third rounder and a second rounder. Let's let's be honest. The Colts won. They have upside to this uh, trade. If they can get Carson Wentz back on track, um, then they will they will have won this trade. But I'm gonna tell you why I don't think it'll work out for the Colts. Because even though the Colts have better personnel, they have a better line. What I've seen with Carson Wentz is high potential. Now, there are reports he doesn't like to be coached very hard, which that doesn't bode well for him um, in his image. But I don't know about that. Uh, Otherwise, I mean, the guy's QB rating went down. In 2019, it was a 93. In 2020, it was a 72. I mean, if you're looking at the numbers, he's going down because... You know, Patrick Mahomes is up here, and I, I everyone was saying that Carson Wentz is the next Mahomes, or he is Mahomes. And no, they're, they're on two different levels here, people. I'm sorry, Eagles fans. And this isn't because I'm a Washington fan that I'm being brutally honest with you Eagles fans, but you, I feel like Carson Wentz already was getting put on a pedestal, but then um, Eagles fans have a way of putting pressure on their quarterbacks. This is what's happened in the past. Um, building, wanting to build a statue of Nick Foles outside the stadium. Like, that whole situation is just uh, mind-blowing to me. That Eagles, they tend to do this with their quarterbacks. They tend to put them on a pedestal, and Carson Wentz already was being touted as Mahomes, and it just doesn't work out like that. And that's mainly the reason I see this not working in Indy. I see him having a decent year, but I don't see it working long-term just because from what I've seen with Carson Wentz, big arm, little injury prone, (laughs) 
flashes, but not, at least not anymore, not consistency. But no doubt exciting for Colts fans. I mean, you have to look at who they had last year was Phillip Rivers, made it to the playoffs, but exciting for Colts fans because they have that interjection of youth coming in. And that's not what they've had, honestly, since uh, Luck. They had Jacoby Brissett, but, you know... And that, that's Bursette. But, you know, Carson Wentz, we'll see what he what he gives you, Colts fans. I, I don't see it working long term. But they definitely have, if anyone can save him, it is the Colts organization. So I'm happy for you, Carson Wentz. Hope it's successful. I'm not putting much stock in it, but um, happy for him. Moving on to our next story, we have LeBron and the Lakers, Anthony Davis. Will they make it to the finals? I believe they will. I believe they have the best chance of the NBA to get there. Even with the Anthony Davis injury, the pressure on LeBron, is he washed up? You know, these different things that they've been dealing with, they do have the best chance to get there. They played the Nets and lost to the Nets. Again, AD was injured. So you can read a little bit into that game, but I'm not going to take that game too serious, honestly. (laughs) And I know Nets fans are like, what are you talking about? Kevin Durant and Kyrie and James Harden. How can you not take that game seriously? Well, because, you know, the Lakers didn't have their all-star Anthony Davis. It's pretty simple. Anthony Davis in that game, they're not getting... I feel like the Lakers would have won that game, honestly. You know? And I'm, I'm sorry, but I am not on the Nets train this year. I'm just not... They have too many, in my opinion, flaky personalities. They really do. And it's so sad to see. But, you know, Kevin Durant, I'm sorry, man. You can't take criticism. This is the guy who is mad at everyone because he's not put on the same level as LeBron. And he lets people know that he's not happy. You know, that he's not on that same level. And... We'll get into that in our next subject, the Nets. I don't want to jump the gun here and get into that. We're talking about the Lakers. And will they make it to the finals? They will. Um, LeBron James showed why he is the GOAT last night, why he is on a higher pedestal than KD. The 35,000 career points, um, just incredible what he's doing. You know, he came to the league, all this pressure on him, cover Sports Illustrated. 19 years ago, that was taken. The guy has exceeded every expectation. He has lived up to everything people were saying about him. He has. He gets so much bad rep, um, you know, and I never understand it. People say that he flops too much. Everyone flops in the NBA now. It's just part of the game. Get used to it. That's the biggest problem is people say LeBron is not the GOAT, and it annoys me because I don't want to get into that conversation of if he's the GOAT because there's so many great players. You're basing this off of rings. You're basing this off of stats. What are you basing this off of? But he no doubt uh, cemented another part of his legacy the other night with the 35,000 points. You know, Anthony Davis will be out for, you know, I think it was four weeks I read. So that's going to hurt the Lakers just because – they're going to have to adjust without AD, and then AD's going to come back. I mean, they're still going to keep that number one spot, but, you know, it's just, it, it kind of puts a little, uh, like, hill in the road for them. So they got to climb that hill, and they'll, they'll bounce out of it, I believe. So they're they're going to they're gonna make it to the NBA Finals. And LeBron showed why he is 
uh, one of the greatest to play the game. Just adding another layer to that. And, uh, you know, we're going to get more into the NBA. We're going to talk a little bit more on it. Uh, but I want to get to this because today is the day we're talking about uh, chances. That's the theme that I have uh, pretty much today. Chances for these different players on these different teams. You give a chance to someone in a business and say, prove me wrong, I think you can go and do this. And sometimes people live up and they they work with those chances. Other times they don't live up, you know, to the expectation. The Eagles are going to give Jalen Hurts a chance. And I know people say that last year he showed them what he's got. Well, Let's see him start a season and finish the season, or at least get halfway through a season. They need to show, they need to see a little more. He needs to show them a little more. They're giving him a huge chance here. You know, as a second round pick, you take a guy second round, and this is just another way the Eagles screwed up Carson Wentz, by the way. They pretty much just took a quarterback and said, you know, we may need a receiver for you, Wentz, but we're going to go ahead and take Hertz with the second overall pick. And you put stock in that guy being a franchise guy. So the Eagles take Jalen Hurts. He starts out, he starts his uh, few games there at the end of the season. He does really good, but this is his chance. This is your chance, Hurts. You gotta ace this. If you don't ace this, it will come back as if if you start throwing interceptions. You know, next year, you know, you get benched. You're pretty much gonna be a backup. But I think he'll be successful. Uh, going into next year, this is his chance to live up to that. Now, the the Eagles are in an interesting spot because they pick sixth overall in the NFL draft. And let's just say the Eagles want to juice up the situation a little more. <laughs> let's say they want to, you know, put a little more pressure on Jalen Hurts. Um, take a quarterback with the sixth pick that you got. Let's take a look at who they could take with that sixth pick. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Because Trey, Trevor Lawrence, excuse me, he will be gone with that first pick. He'll go to Jacksonville. So you're going to have, I think, three viable candidates, depending on how this plays out. They may have to move up a few picks to get one of these guys. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, or Trey Lance. I think you move up. And you take Trey Lance. I do. Now, people are going to say, what about Justin Fields? Isn't he the obvious number two pick? I don't have him being my number two pick. I am, as of today, moving him back to the third best quarterback. I have Trey Lance ahead of Justin Fields. I just do. I think he's got a little more of that, you know... Can he make that big play? A little more of that mystery behind him. Then I have Zach Wilson as my fourth best quarterback in the draft. So this is the the deal with the Eagles taking a quarterback. They will essentially give, they're going to give Jalen Hurts a chance. And this is why I feel like the Eagles are a little more dysfunctional uh, in recent years. They're going to give you Jalen Hurts. We're going to give you the chance, okay? But you know what? We're going to take a guy with the the sixth pick. And he's going to, you know, challenge you. This is exactly what you did with Carson Wentz. 
We we trust you, Carson Wentz. We do. You had a great year. Yeah, but you got injured. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take Jalen Hurts. This is this is exactly you're giving him a chance, but you're not giving him a chance. So the Eagles, I feel like, are taking a few steps backward if they take a quarterback. Now, I believe it's something they are seriously considering. If I was the Eagles, um, I personally would not take a quarterback. I would go after Devontae Smith, a weapon, because you desperately need receivers there. Get Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, have those guys, you know, both Alabama guys, have them guys get some chemistry going. You give Jalen Hurts then a better chance, because if you're giving guys a true chance, you know, if you work at a company and, you know, you hire a guy who's a four-year graduate, and you're putting, like, stock in him, like, okay, come on in, guy. We're going to give you this position. And then a week later, you know what? Eh, we're going to bring in this other guy. And don't worry, don't worry, we're still giving you a chance. But, you know, if you don't do as good as him, yeah, you're fired. And the other guy, we're going to give him your job. But don't worry, we're taking a chance on you. We're going to give you that chance. But it's not a, you know, to me, it's not a fair chance of what they're doing there in Philadelphia. So personally, I would take Trey Lance if I was the Eagles. Um, get him Devon, or I would not. Excuse me. I would take Devonte Smith. Um, and I would work with Jalen Hurts. Give Jalen Hurts a weapon with Devonte Smith, because you can't you can't overdo it when it comes to weapons. You can't overdo it when it comes to weapons. Let me tell you, they didn't have enough weapons in New England, and that's exactly why Tom Brady left. So get your guys' weapons. Be ultra-aggressive in this draft, Philadelphia. Get a get Jalen Hurts a weapon. Give him a fair chance because that's the theme of this show, giving guys a chance, a second chance, whether it be in a job, whether it be in professional sports, giving these guys opportunities to succeed. So now we're going to talk a little bit about the Nets. <laughs> and I don't know if everyone's caught on or not, but I have not been a fan of the Nets' super team. Uh, I'm just, I'm just not. Let's break it down. And I'm going to be a little brutally honest here of my opinion. You have a guy who says, don't laugh at me or don't criticize me. I don't like that. So you know what, media, don't, 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 uh, don't talk about me if you're not going to say that I'm the greatest. You got one of those guys. You got a guy who in the playoffs fizzles out and you got a guy that thinks the earth is flat. I'm trying not to be mean here towards the Nets, but it annoys me when you have all these people saying, you know what, they're the new super team. You know, they're the most dominant team in the NBA scoring. Yeah, well, you've seen the defense. <laughs> you've seen Kyrie play defense. You've seen him disrupt organizations. And, you know, the little comment that he made last night when LeBron was at the line, is that your best free throw shooter? That was a dig. And, you know, KD, they're all acting like, you know, there's got their God's gift to the to the NBA world. Newsflash: You're not the first super team, and you won't be the last super team. And KD and Kyrie, they've won, and James Harden hasn't won. So I'm not saying they haven't won championships. I'm not saying they're not, you know, great players. But I'm tired of everyone saying that 
you know, if they, you know, face the Lakers, they're going to beat the Lakers. Guys, you said the same thing about the Clippers. Clippers didn't even get the chance to face the Lakers. That's that's Lakers town, man. That is not the Clippers town. It's just not. <laughs> that whole movement, that was like, it's not the Clippers town. It's always been LA's the Lakers place. And honestly, the Nets, no doubt they have talent. They're talented. But the guys are flaky there. Your three superstars are very flaky. And you kind of see that when Kevin Durant left the Warriors. I lost a little respect for KD when he left the Warriors. Why would you go from that situation to another situation? Okay? Or why wouldn't you just go back to Oklahoma if you wanted to prove you were the guy? You know? I mean, that's what we saw LeBron do. LeBron left Cleveland, found that winning formula, went back, and he redeemed himself with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Say what you will about LeBron, but all these people that say he just runs to a super team, he can't win on his own, uh, yeah, he had great players around him when he won in Cleveland. Guess what? Michael did too. You have to have a super team. The notion is stupid that LeBron can't win on his own. So, you know, the NBA is an exciting place, but everyone talking about how the Nets are this great organization before they've even won their first title as this so-called super team is just ridiculous to me. So I think they will fizzle out, fizzle out in the playoffs. I do. I think you're going to have, who's going to take the last shot? I'm still saying that. I really am still, still saying that. Who's going to take the last shot? Is KD going to be over there with 10 seconds left and they got to win you know, game seven, is he going to be over there? Hey, give me the ball, give me the ball. And James Harden's going to be at half court yelling, give me the ball. And Kyrie said, I've made this big game shot before. I'm going to take it. He takes it. He misses. Then you have a rift starting. Then you got Katie and James Harden thinking, hey, man, Kyrie, you know, we told him, pass it to us, coach. We told him, Steve, pass it to us. Steve Nash, the coach, he looks at him. Yeah, I know. I don't know what he was thinking taking that shot. We need to look for a trade. They trade him. There's two stars there, you know, and then you've wasted another year. They're a year older. James Harden, the way you went out in the Rockets, very unprofessional. Kyrie Irving gets his digs in at LeBron. Still can't get over that. LeBron made it work with him. Uh, Kevin Durant still upset. He's not considered the greatest of all time. Just stop it, KD. <laughs> like, like, come on, guys. You know, I don't want to be a jerk here, but I just don't feel like the Nets will live up to what everyone's saying. So, moving on from that, I hope they, you know what, maybe they'll prove me wrong. Maybe they will, because I've been wrong before. So, you know, we'll watch, we'll see, we'll examine, and, you know, we'll te- we'll see what happens. So, where will J.J. Watt land? There's been reports J.J. stoking the fire with free agency. You know what? He's he's stoking the fire, guys, and that's fine by me. J.J. is a class act. He has been on the Texans, and, you know, he's pretty much telling the NFL, bid on me. Uh, where am I going? There's a big mystery around where J.J. will be landing. The Packers have been considered Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bills, Steelers, I've even heard some people say the Chiefs if he's all about winning. It depends on really what J.J. Watt wants. Does J.J. Watt want to cement his career 
um, with a Super Bowl win? Does he want to take more money? I could not be happier for JJ. He stuck it out with the Texans, the dysfunctional organization that the Texans are. I could not be uh, happier for him. Um, I just don't see it working with the Packers. The Packers don't get into these um, competitions for players normally. They win they win how they win games. Like They have their way of doing things. So I don't see uh, J.J. ending up on the Packers. If he wants to win a Super Bowl, there's three factors. There's money, there's family, and there's a Super Bowl win. So if he's about family, he's going to go to the Steelers because his two brothers play on the Steelers and they've already made it clear that, hey man, come over to the Steelers, you'll make a little bit, we'll contend, we'll have a chance in the playoffs. So if he wants family, he can go to the Steelers. I see that as a possibility, but I also see if he wants to win a Super Bowl, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Bills, or the Chiefs, you know? And if he's about the money, there was reports that the Browns and him, you know, but he's just kind of feeding those flames. He wants stuff to get out. He wants people to be like, ooh, bidding war, J.J. Watt. And that's fine. He's earned that right. So J.J., he's going to have a lot of great opportunities wherever he goes. People are going to give him, and this is a guy, we're talking about chances. This guy's proven himself. <laughs> like, if, like giving him a chance is a sure thing. Like, big games, he will come out and play. And he'll be a hard negotiator. You know, he'll be, but he'll be so respectful when he gets into that organization. And a lot of teams will want him for that veteran presence to teach these young guys how to win because they don't know how to win yet, some of these guys. And so when you're getting J.J. Watt, you're getting a lot more than a pass rusher. You're getting a stand-up guy who's done great things in the community, and you're just getting a lot uh, more than just a player. You're getting that veteran presence. So if he's about family, Steelers, money, um, He'll go to a team that's not going to contend. If he's about Super Bowls, head to the Bucks, man. <laughs> head to the Bucks. Head to the Bucks, Bills, or Chiefs, and contend for a Super Bowl. So, J.J. Uh, Watt couldn't be happier for you. You know, giving guys chances is the theme, and he's a sure thing. Like, giving him a chance is a sure thing. So, this next uh, thing I want to talk about is my draft prospects, my top 10 uh, power rankings, and who I think the top 10 best prospects are in the draft. So, of course, when we're going to start this out, we're going to talk about Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence is the number one prospect in the draft. Um, I don't think that's debatable. He's pretty much said, hey, the pro day he did was awesome. He's pretty much said, hey, I'm not going to hide anything. I'm going to throw this ball and sling it. You know, I'm going to compete every chance I get. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have a great player in Trevor Lawrence. It's a sure bet thing they're taking him. Unless they have some crazy idea, you know, that they want to try and pull off. But the the best thing they can do is take Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence, you're going to go number one. And he's my number one uh, prospect. And my, my, my power rankings for prospects uh, do change leading up to the draft. So this might be adjusted when we're leading up to the draft a little more. But my number two is Pania Sewell. And he is an offensive tackle. He's 6'5". He's 325 pounds. <laughs> Played in the Pac-12 uh, North. And he is he is a man's man lineman. Like, he is he's a big boy, and he is going to be great for a team up on that line. 
like you cannot go wrong with an offensive tackle. Um, he's going to be a great player. He's my number uh, two prospect. Coming in at number three is Justin Fields. Uh, even though I have him as the third best quarterback in the draft, he's still um, going to be taken, I believe, ahead of Trey Lance, even though I think Trey Lance should be taken ahead of him. Uh, Justin Fields is the number three best prospect in the draft simply because of what he's done uh, this year. Uh, so he's my number three. He's uh, 6'3", 223 pounds. He's going to be a, a good quarterback in the league. He's going to have a lot to prove. They're going to give him a chance uh, to improve. So he'll be taking number three. He's my number three uh, player in the draft. Devontae Smith is my number four prospect in the draft. Um, he's the number one wide receiver, I think, that should be taken. He's 6'1", 175 pounds, SEC West, uh, Alabama. You know, the debate on Devontae Smith is interesting. People, you know, are saying his size isn't great, his dimensions. Like, he, to me, he is the number one receiver in this draft, like, hands down. So, he's going to be going uh, four, I believe. So then we have Jamar Chase is my number fifth wide receiver, LSU, 6'1", 208 pounds, SEC West. He is a great wide receiver. I think he's my fifth pick, and he's my fifth on power rankings. He's going to put up some great numbers in in his uh, rookie year, I believe, depending on where he goes, of course. My number six pick is Jalen Waddell, wide receiver from Alabama. 5'10", 182 pounds, SEC. I kind of bunched up my wide receivers here a little bit. <laughs> but he's my number six pick. And he's going to turn some heads, too. I mean, him and Devontae Smith were awesome in Alabama together. So he's my number six pick. Uh, my number seventh pick is Kyle Pitts, tight end, Florida. This guy's big, 6'5", <laughs> 239 pounds, uh, it's going to cause some headaches for some teams because he is a guy that can great hands, good blocker. He's going to, he's going to cause some problems uh, for some teams. Definitely. My seventh pick is Zach Wilson, BYU quarterback, 6'3", 210 pounds, can move the pocket. And, you know, people have been up and down on Zach Wilson, I have him, you know, right there um, pretty much as my number fourth best uh, quarterback prospect in the draft. So he's coming in at uh, seven. And then my number eight overall is Christian Darasaw, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech, senior, 6'5", 314 pounds. Guy is a beast on the line. I'm excited to see what he does. <laughs> um I think everybody should be. Caleb Farley coming in at number nine as a cornerback. Junior, 6'2", uh, 197 pounds. He's going to be a good corner in the NFL. I have him as my number ninth pick. And then my number 10th pick is Trey Lance. Trey Lance is big. He's got a great arm. And I know this might be confusing because, you know, People are like, well, Trey Lance is your number two quarterback. How come you don't show that in your power rankings? Well, this is my draft power rankings. If we're talking about my quarterback power rankings, then Trey Lance is number two. 
Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, so on, so on. But Trey Lance is my number 10th uh, pick in my draft power rankings. Um, he will go, I think, in the top 10, but I, I see him being a, a 10th round pick, like realistically. So that's my top draft prospects. The draft will be exciting to watch. Um, I personally get really excited for the combine. I'm kind of a nerd for that stuff, seeing what players uh, do in the combine, seeing their questions that they get asked. Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick, though, and him and Urban Meyer, I'm really excited to see what they do in Jacksonville because Jacksonville has not had a great history of winning, and if these guys can come in and do what they say they're going to do, they can turn that franchise around. So exciting times in Jacksonville. And, you know, one of the last stories I kind of want to talk about is Deshaun Watson. The Broncos are now favored to land Deshaun Watson, according to SB Nation. So, yeah, Deshaun Watson wants to go to Broncos, I feel like. I feel like if all places where he'd want to go, it's that place, just because there's more stability there than some of the other organizations, but I don't think it's going to happen, mainly because they don't have the draft capital to make that trade. If it's up to the Texans, they want to keep Deshaun Watson, which is not smart to me. They need to move him as quick as possible. You know, he wants a better chance with a new organization, and I don't blame him at all. So the Jets, I think if the Texans are going to make a deal, it'll be the Jets, Dolphins, probably 49ers. I give the Broncos the fourth best chance to land him. So not much new news on Sean Watson. Still that holdout. We're going to see uh, how it goes and see pretty much how all this quarterback, the carousel, how it ends up being because the Steelers, they still they still need a quarterback. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, that situation is up in the air. They have Dwayne Haskins on the roster, but could something crazy be pulled off with the Steelers? Possibly. You know, Washington is still in need of a quarterback. They have Tyler Heineke on the roster, Alex Smith. But they have said repeatedly they're not committing to one guy yet. Because, you know, there's a lot of different aspects to consider. They could move up in the draft and take a quarterback. I don't see it happening just because Ron Rivera wants to be... I think they need to be extra careful with who they take in the draft process, like who they're going to examine and take. I think they need to go wide receiver, uh, get another weapon, and then take a quarterback in the later rounds and take a chance on one of those guys. But it's going to be interesting to see. No doubt the draft is an exciting time for a lot of young players wanting to get their chance, and I'm... I can't wait. I'm a big nerd when it comes to drafting. And, you know, it's the first step in getting back to the NFL regular season. And I love it. It, it feels like sports are, are never ending. It feels like when one season ends, it doesn't end because we got free agent. You got free agency, the draft, you know, quarterbacks now are on the move. Russell Wilson's unhappy. Deshaun Watson's unhappy. Who knows what's going to happen with Ben Roethlisberger, the Carson Wentz trade. It's just always constantly going now, and I love it because it gives us topics to talk about and different opinions uh, that we can throw into the ring there, and I love it. It's great for guys like me who have a sports podcast. <laughs> I love the interesting stuff, uh, no doubt. There's a couple trades, you know, the trade deadline with the NBA, too. That that never ends. The trade deadline is coming up. Some players uh, that are on the block, you know, is like Harrison Barnes for Sacramento. I've heard things. 
Kelly Oubre for the Golden State Warriors could be on the move. Al Horford from Oklahoma City. Al, Hor- Al Horford's a quality player, excuse me. Uh, and it just feels like nothing's ever stopping, you know, and, and I love that. So the NBA, NFL, exciting times. I want to get into some other sports eventually on the podcast and talk about, you know, some baseball, some storylines going there, some big moves in, in baseball recently. But uh, one quick thing I want to get into before this episode ends is Super Bowl predictions for 2022 and who I think will be there, just as a fun little side thing, who I think is going to make it to the Super Bowl. And I'm just going to be straight up honest with you about this. I think the Chiefs, of course, are going to be favorites, the Packers, the Buccaneers. But my team to get to the Super Bowl this year is the Packers. I think it'll be the Packers, and I think it'll be the Bills. Now, there's nothing against the Chiefs or the Buccaneers. You know, they've been to the Super Bowl, but you saw the fatigue in the Chiefs this year, and I don't think Tampa's going to repeat. Um, I think it'll be the Packers and the Bills in 2022 in the Super Bowl. And I love that. I would love that Super Bowl. Because that would be a little bit more interesting, I feel like, than the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers. And, you know, that's just my opinion, just because those teams are really good, and that's my current picks, is the Packers and Bills. I'm not basing off that off much, you know. Aaron Rodgers, of course, should have stepped up last year and took them there. I think the Packers need to get another wide receiver in the draft this year, a couple wide receivers, maybe a tight end, trade up, do something, get him another weapon, maybe an offensive lineman, go offense this year because you're running out of time with Aaron Rodgers. But I think the Packers have a really good shot at making the Super Bowl. I think the Bills, I think it's Josh Allen's time this next year. I think he's going to take it to another level, and I think he'll be in the running for MVP next year. I do. And... That's pretty much the show today. <laughs> I had a great time talking with uh, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed my opinions. Uh, again, we're working on music. We're going to get an intro, better uh, intro to the show. Uh, still figuring all of that process out. But no doubt, uh, it's been a great day talking about sports with you guys. Um, keep it real. And this has been Pass It to Patrick. I'm your host, Patrick Cassidy. And until next time, guys. <laughs>